This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And this is a special week. It's the most special week we've ever done a show, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah, it is the Eve of Eves. It is. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. That means a big day's tomorrow. If you didn't already know that, I'm just kind of wondering where you've been. Yeah, and you probably aren't listening to Christian radio. <laughs> just a thought. I accidentally got here, so welcome. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. Welcome to Mask and Journey. And we are talking about a really cool topic this week. We're talking about the gift of Jesus. And so what's the gift of Jesus mean to you? And so if you listen to the regular show, we kind of left that uh, at the, the break and then again at the end asking you, you know, what's it mean to you? And so we'll do that probably again at the end of this show and let you take that and ponder it through the rest of this day and, and into tomorrow and just uh, celebrate some of the time of his birth, you know, the way we celebrate it and uh, what he's done for you. All right, and so we're going to continue talking about, you know, our answers to the question, the gift of Jesus. And we start with you, Jim. And something just wandered into my brain, which happens a lot. This is the greatest gift that keeps on giving, as some old commercial used to say. But yeah, that was in uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, the Jelly of the Month. Club. I think it was before that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, when I looked at this, and it's the relationship that I have with Jesus Christ is the greatest thing I have. I. But like a lot of gifts, I sometimes set it in the cor- corner and ignore it for a while. But a big part of my journey uh, was changed by the man that I've got a little clip from here. It's uh, Henry Blackaby. And uh, I, as my earliest memories, I knew of God. I was raised in a strong Christian family and went to church even when I didn't have to and did everything that a kid should do. But it really didn't become a relationship until I did the experiencing God. And this is a clip out of uh, Blackaby's gift from God that has been given to millions of people around the world at this point in 40 languages, I think. So we'll listen to it in English. Because the heart of the Christian's life is not activity, but relationship. God wants you to love him. He wants you to respond to him. And if we take the scripture as a guide, then of all the things that we ought to know clearly and unmistakably is God speaking to us. You know, the spirit of God, anytime, any place, anywhere in the scripture can take the word of God and couple it with the will of God and help you to understand the ways of God for your life. And so the Spirit of God says, I want this person, I want your life involved in what I'm about to do. 
So the Holy Spirit touches your mind and your heart in the Scriptures to lead you to truth. Now, truth is not a concept. It is a person. Jesus said, I am the truth. And that was a, the last of that when I realized that the truth wasn't any proposition. It was our Lord and Savior. And I often add this in my closing prayers. I'll say, Jesus, or thank the thanking Jesus for being Savior and Lord, but also brother and friend. And your clip, both because I love James Taylor and uh, also have gotten to that stage in life where I really consider Jesus a friend. And my another part of that was you know, we're not called to do things for Christ, for God. There's nothing we can do. There's no way we can impress him with what we're doing. But he does pursue us for a love relationship. And anybody that, well, when you have the ruler of the universe is chasing you because he loves you, can there be a greater gift than that? And that's really what hit me first and foremost in this. And I know he loves me, and I know I've got a eternal place with him that will be, and I expect that to be an even bigger bigger adventure than we're having here is that time. And there is much freedom in letting go of all the stuff that men <laughs> tell us to do that we should be doing for God and letting God lead us through this life. Thank you, Jim. Now, David, you uh, you actually took it in a little different direction, uh, the type of clip, and you know, it just it, it's similar but different in lots of ways. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, the clip is funny. It is. I, I like the clip and a little context behind it. Um, you know, uh, to our listeners, our loyal listeners out there, you may not know, um, but my band of brothers here definitely got me to be able to pray a little bit more publicly um, by the. I don't want to say bullying, but you know the there's been a Encour- lot yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Strong st- encouragement. Stern encouragement. Beloved yeah. peer yeah. pressure. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. like that word for it. So um <laughs> this clip's from Talladega Nights. It's uh when Ricky Bobby and um which is played by Will Farrell is praying over um, you know, this beast of sorts that they're having. And uh we can listen to the clip and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit. Hey Lord baby Jesus or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And of course, my wife, Carly, who's a stone cold fox. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your Baby Jesus powers <laughs> to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible, and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, we... um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. 
You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. You're tiny, Jesus. You're golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist. He was a man. He had a beard. Ricky, finish the grace. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band. And I'm in the front row. Okay. Dear eight-pound Six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant, so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. Also, mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. That, that was less than two minutes, believe it or not. It, it was. It took some cutting <laughs> to get down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when, when I was thinking about this, I, I started in one direction and then really got to, you know, asking, like, to me, what is the gift of, of Jesus? And ultimately... At, at the season I'm in currently, the gift of Jesus for me is my band of brothers. Um, you know, they've been with me through a lot in just a short amount of time. And, you know, that beloved peer pressure, as Danny called it, just now really pushes me to, you know, walk stronger in my walk with Jesus and, and, and do things that take me out of my comfort zone that ultimately bring me closer to him. And, and for me, definitely in this season and at Christmas, uh, that's the gift of Jesus and what it means to me. Thank you, David. We are, as much as I give you a hard time, we're very glad to have you with us. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And plus, yeah. I have clips that you know sometimes make people laugh. Yeah, and, and that may change next week. But for this week, we're glad it's, to have you. As long yeah. as I'm laughing, I'm good. Exactly. So, Robbie, we, we come down to your turn, and I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, this has been a really, really neat Christmas season for me. God has shown me some things that literally blow my mind, which is a big part of of what Jesus means to me is that it, it's so incredibly powerful, so incredibly huge. He blows my mind, you know, day by day and with things that just amaze me beyond amazement. And I, you know, that's a big part of who he is and what he is. So in the song, We Three Kings, which definitely goes with the season, John Henry Hopkins is the first American um, carol, a Christmas carol that became famous in the 1860s. I, the genius of this line, star of wonder, um, star of night. And, and as you wonder, like you, you see a passage in the scripture, or maybe you just wonder about a sunset, or maybe you wonder, you know, how that deer showed up in that particular moment. How, whatever it is that you're wondering about, as, as you wonder and you take that to him, he, he quite often like brings you to an understanding that that is way beyond anything that you thought was even possible. And, and so I want to play the clip and then I want to talk about Murr a little bit and we'll see where that goes.
also the the amazing thing about that verse is the idea of myrrh and the gifts of the Magi, which clearly John Henry Hopkins was wondering about. He wondered why would he bring him gold? And, and so if you look in each of those verses, if you listen to the entire song, you'll see they gave an explanation of why those gifts were uh, important and, and what they represented throughout the Bible, which in itself is, is quite a wonder. Well, myrrh, um, if you listen to the sound of it, it, it is the root word of the word Mary or Miriam, and it has to do with bitterness. In order to get myrrh, you have to cut a tree, and it bleeds, it drips. And, and that word myrrh comes from that idea of a drip or a tear, but most specifically a red drip. If you look at myrrh, it has a red hue to it, so it has got a lot to do with blood and a lot to do with Christmas. And, and just to give you a little wonder of myrrh, um, in the 22nd Psalm, which begins, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's very much a psalm that takes you to the cross. Um, in the sixth verse, I believe, it says, I'm but a worm. That worm is the scarlet worm. And, and it's in Hebrew, when you look at the word, it's, it's talking about this worm that attaches itself to a tree as a mother and lays its eggs, the eggs, when they hatch, the mother never leaves the tree. She's attached to the tree, and she begins to um, issue the crimson color. So it's called the crimson worm, and it actually is the, the word for hope. Is that word crimson? If you look deeply into to what it is, and that idea of the crimson worm is the, 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 the scarlet thread that runs through scriptures is crimson. And, and it has to do with the blood of the firstborn. And so, just as I wondered about myrrh and God continued to blow my mind with things that I would understand about myrrh and, and what a gift that really is this time of year, if you can lose your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, then you'll gain it. And, and so as we can give Jesus this gift back that he gave to us, you know, if we live our lives for our brothers or our wives or whoever that we do, we're, we're finding, you know, that, that not only was it a gift to us, but we can, we can give it back. However, the gift of wonder, when I really think about what it is that gets me, what he got me this year, is like, man, every time I turn around, he blows my mind. So this morning, I came upon the eighth chapter of the eighth verse I mean, the eighth verse of the eighth chapter of the Song of Solomon, if you're Robbie Dilmore, you're like in Delightsville. I mean, you can't get better. The eighth means literally the miracle chapter, and it's also the miracle verse of the eighth chapter. But the problem is it's extremely cryptic, and I have no way to understand this verse without Jesus, the Holy Spirit, etc. And I woke up this morning, looked at it one more time after years of looking at it, going, oh my gosh, I got to teach on this verse, and I have no idea what it means. And the verse says, we have a young sister. And she has no breath. You know, what will we do for our sister on the day that she is spoken for? Like, what the heck? <laughs> what does this mean? And so I began to do my normal study, which God has given me lots of ways to study, to look at the Hebrew, to look at scriptures, to look at commentaries. And interestingly, both Matthew Henry and Rashi took me to Ezekiel 16 which has everything to do with this verse because there it talks about Israel and that God, after he you know, brought her out of slavery, he made her beautiful and adorned her. And then it says that he fashioned breasts for her. 
And as soon as I saw that, the Holy Spirit went ding, 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 ding. You just found the magic decoder for what it is that you're looking for, right? Because the idea of the het is that is this idea of how do we unite with Christ? How, how do we come together with him? How do we become one with him, right? And, and through becoming one with him, we bear fruit, which is the whole idea of the Song of Solomon is to be fruitful, right? And to be fruitful at exactly the right time because this is what the verse is talking about. When's the right time? Because our sister's not ready for love. So how does that work? And how does God fashion breasts? Well, as I studied that word fashioned, I realized, oh my gosh, it's, it's like the magic decoder ring because it has to do with a desire, wonder, okay? Like I'm wondering and I have this desire to unite and, and, and what I'm doing is I'm holding up essentially above, which has to do with a hook into heaven, trying to get help from heaven on how is it that I could get where I want to go. And the, and the next letter is a final nun. And the final nun means faith coming down. And when you think about it, somehow or another in my life, at the moment I was clearly an ignorant, you know, I can't believe what I thought about God. And all of a sudden he sent me faith in him. And at that point in time, that's how you fashion breasts, that as you begin to believe, you're ready for love. That, that a young girl, you know, or a young person, period, they have to have faith before they can get married. They gotta believe in somebody other than their mother and father, whatever, young children you know, have faith in themselves or they may have faith in their parents, but to actually find a partner that they can have faith with is, is, is how they end up ready to marry somebody. And, and that faith is, is the thing of it that like, oh my goodness, that because I believed that God was going to show me what this scripture meant, and because I had this wonder, then he sends down this unbelievable understanding that, that gives me like, okay, now I understand that, that in order for us to become fruitful, what's got to grow is our faith. And as we have faith, then we have something to feed, you know, the children that, that, that hopefully he gives this union, and which is why it's the eighth verse of the eighth chapter, because once you have a union, you will have children, you will bear fruit. But once you have children, just like Jesus told Peter, you got to feed my sheep. What are you going to feed them with if you don't have breasts? And, and what are you going to feed them is faith. And, and so it was like, oh my gosh, this is spectacular. Like, man, this is, this is the mother load and I got it this morning. And, and, and it started from that point of a star of wonder, you know? So, it, so it, you know, again, these things are important to me because, you know, God's just been showing me this stuff. But I wonder about what's important to you. I mean, what have you been wondering about this Christmas? And, and will you push into that? And will you believe we have faith? that he's gonna show you something spectacular. And the thing that he's continued to grow in morning by morning in my life is that, man, get ready, strap on, because he's gonna show you something that's gonna be above something of this earth. It's gonna be something that is God, I mean, like of God, like there's no way you could think of this stuff. There's no way you could understand this stuff if, if you didn't have him. And so like, man, if you wanna get on that, on that ride, it, it starts, to me, with wonder and, and desire, which I think is a lot of what John Eldridge writes in his books, is, is you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta want it.
Yeah, and <clears throat> and if you look at that, you got Jesus paid it all. There was a big cost that he paid, but for us, it's just like the entrenchment. It's F R E E free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as, as somebody else says, it's done, right? You don't do, right? It's it's already done. So you don't have to do anything to get it. But, but by, by the same token, it's. And so it's really neat to hear, like I said, the potpourri of. And on what it means to have Jesus as a friend, I could totally relate. But there are so many things in our lives right now. I know Andy is mourning the loss of his mother. Faith means everything when you're in the middle of that. I've got a family member that is not talking to me, that's breaking my heart. Faith means everything. At this point in time, I know God's doing something like you talked about, Sam, that it's going to, he gives me a peace that it's going to be okay. And how. You know, important is that. And as Harold says, where would I be without the love of him that comes through my family and so many different, and you guys, right? Yeah, we definitely, um, if you've been listening to the show and, and you are, you tend to pray, you know, please pray for Andy. Uh, this is very close to Christmas, Christmas, losing his mother within a few days. And, uh, you know, and just everything that goes with that is first uh, Christmas without her. And uh, several of us here have been through that. Um, I can't imagine with it being so close how much harder uh, that would be. And you know, to Andy's mother, because his father left when he was young and his mother had a big part of raising him and he stayed in such a relationship with his mother. And he, his mother, you know, went on a special trip this year. And, and then, you know, she got sick and nobody saw it coming. And he was literally talking to her, standing up moments, you know, before she died, literally in his arms right there in the hospital. You know, it, it's just really kind of unthinkable, you know, what, he, what he's been through this week. But yet, you know, I saw him tonight, as we all did, you know, saying that she's got it made right now. I mean, he knows that's the, the faith is what makes this possible for him to endure something that horrible. So the gift of Jesus, you know, we've been talking about it. So what's that mean to you? I know you can't answer me right now, but you could. You could go to masculinejourney.org and send an email from any of the uh, uh, links there. It's uh, Sam at Masculine Journey, Robbie at Masculine Journey, David, just fill in the uh, name, and you can get to, to masculinejourney.org. You can reach us on social media. You know, you can uh, ask us about the entrenchment. Uh, what a great! If you haven't, if you're looking, excuse me, if you're looking for the last minute gift, a boot camp or a gift of the entrenchment, and the entrenchment won't even cost you anything, right? Just the only thing I would ask is you have the conversation with the person, make sure they're interested, and then just go to masculinejourney.org and sign them up. You know, have them sign up for the entrenchment coming up, and it's a Friday night, um, and then most of the day Saturday. It's just a great time. We did our first one this last uh, fall. It was very, very cool, you know, just to see the, the men kind of come together and, and gel and see what God was doing in their well, lives. It's, it's jelly of the month because yeah. it's a gift that keeps on getting. It is. It is definitely <laughs> they that. They gel with jelly. <laughs> and then, you know, there's always a boot camp coming up in March, you know, if you want to give somebody a, a gift of a boot camp. And so we'd love to have that. We'd love to have people there and, and see what God has in store for them, the gifts that he has in store for them at an entrenchment or at a boot camp. And this boot camp is an advanced boot it is. camp. So you need to come to the entrenchment if you haven't been to one so that you qualify for the advanced 
But for those of you who've been on the sidelines saying, yeah, I did the boot camp, I, you know, I'm looking for something more. Well, this is going to be a whole lot more. Yeah, quite a bit more. Uh, we're going in a lot deeper than, than what boot camp does. And I know that boot camp has been described by many, many people like drinking from a fire hose. This is even more so uh, drinking from a fire hose. And, and the good thing is, is God has, has got you ready for it. And he will bring you through exactly what he wants to bring you through at that camp. Whatever he's got in store for you would be exactly the right thing for you. And a boot camp, just like the star, is full of wonder. It is one of those times where, just like Robbie's describing there, you get to a boot camp or go to an entrenchment, and that's what it's all meant to do is make you just wonder deeper about Jesus, about God, and what he's done for us and what gifts and it is very plural, gifts that he has given us. Um, and it's just a, it's a great time to be able to do that with other men and be able to ask them questions and talk and discuss and, you know, work through it and try to understand, you know, what's going on in my life, what's going on now, and what's going to go on in the future and help yourself be prepared for all kinds of things. Like, like Andy, with his faith, being strong at this point, to be able to, you know, lean on Jesus and say, Lord, I know that all things work together for good, and this is my mom's in a better place and can't wait to see her again in the future. It's just he's, he's very strong at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he is, was good to reach out to us, you know, when he needed to talk, and I know he'll continue to do that. Or if he just needs quiet time, he'll let us know, you know, hey, I need some quiet time, leave me alone, you know, which will be good. When I think about a boot camp, the two words for me that, that come to mind or an entrenchment is a mixture of authenticity and grace, All right? Because you can have authenticity that's just kind of in your face and feels very edgy, you know, it's a, a cone of shame or, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? I mean, that, that could be authenticity, but um, this is full of grace, you know, and that's what scripture talks about, God's grace, God's authenticity. And when I, what I hear from people when they've been to a boot camp or been to an entrenchment is I didn't expect it to be so real. You know, you talk about real world issues, you talk about real struggles. It's not, you know, a lot of um, tips and techniques. You know, it's taking it back to God. It's taking it back to the source. It's letting Jesus take you through it. Yeah, if you don't have Jesus involved, there's not much sense in make, taking many steps. Yeah. But that's, you know, we constantly try to, repeat is go to Jesus first, start there, really try to work through things with him, and then talk to others that you know are very well entrenched in Jesus and have talked with him and go to him often. Yeah, thank you, Rodney. We uh, we wish you just the merriest of Christmases and, and hope that you will think about the, the, the topic, you know, what does the gift of Jesus mean to you today, this holiday season, in the season of life? In this uncertainty, in this joyful time, whatever it may look like for you, Jesus is there, he's been there, and will continue to be there. But what's that mean to you and your heart? And let God kind of foster that and let the Holy Spirit grow it. And we'll talk with you next week when we go over our word of the year for 2022. We revisit that so you don't want to miss that topic. We'll talk with you next week. This is The Truth Network.